Podcast. I am Turfers Todd. Joining me today is Warrior Will. Welcome to Spooky Season, everyone. Get ready for those pumpkin spice lattes and oh. being all those vampires. Like that's the most scariest thing that's happening this season. Okay. Oh, show of hands. Even though I can't see your hands, how many of you watch John Oliver? Uh, yes, I, I do. I, I watch okay. those clips on YouTube. So Scott, did you watch the last episode, the, the returning episode? The that was the one where he showed like the beard thing. What? Oh, I, I saw like the the intro of it. <laughs> okay. Well, John Oliver obviously has been off because of the, the writers' strike, and yeah, uh, his first episode back, he covered like the last five months or so, and did a very interesting piece on prison life. And then during one of the and now this moments, they talked about the return of pumpkin spice lattes, and their recurring joke is that they have this very ominous sounding uh, voiceover dude go, "Yes, the power of pumpkin spice is back, and it will devour your soul." And, it was just they did it so over the top this time, and like they had a this news anchor going. It's like we gotta get rid of this stuff. No, the pumpkin spice will be here forever. Spice, 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 spice. It's just so. It's just so funny. I uh, I don't know. It's the little things that make me laugh at times. That was one of them. It was just like the passion of this voiceover dude. Spice. Anyway, <clears throat> also here, not sure if she's drinking a uh, pumpkin spice latte. Is Faith. No, I don't get into all that pumpkin spice stuff. I just I don't understand the hype. I yeah. I mean I don't. I don't. So I wouldn't have got one anyway. But well, it's like yeah, I don't get all them fancy drinks, so I don't know how it tastes. But it's like I don't like the way that it smells. Like you go in Bath and Body, and it's like all you smell, and it's just like I cough on that junk. (laughs) I don't know. I just I don't get it. But I mean I mean if that's what floats your boat, that's fine. You go do you. I don't care. But it's like I don't get into it. Yeah, it's literally one of those things in life where you love it. Or you hate it. Mm-hmm. Like, there is no middle ground. It, it's just like, <laughs> you know, like, oh, I can't believe Pumpkin Spice is back. Or, oh my gosh, Pumpkin Spice is back. It's that kind of a thing. So, and apparently here with the Pumpkin Spice is Golden Scott. Yeah, I actually worked as a smoothie maker. Really? Like, a few years ago. And it was, uh, this time of the year sucks when it comes. Because you have to actually learn how to make the pumpkin smoothies. <laughs> Those oh. things destroy your blunders. <laughs> oh, I bet. Oh, I bet. Ah, pumpkin smoothie. Yeah, I could see that. I could see that. I mean, it tastes fine if you like pumpkin, but uh, yeah, it it messes up the smoothie, uh, the blender real bad. Yeah. Gotcha. Same gotcha. with almond butter. Those things suck to get out of. Oh, yeah. Oof. Yeah. I When I worked at Dunkin' Donuts for all of two weeks, long story. Uh, actually, not, <laughs> not, actually not, because it was only two weeks, but still, it felt like longer. Anyway, uh, like I had to learn how to make a latte, and I sucked at it. I always kept like burning my finger oh. on the, the, the steamer rod or whatever. Yeah. And it was just like, I, I hate coffee. And I'm like, I have to <laughs> now make coffee for people who like consume it like a, a religion. And yeah. <laughs> I mean, come on, we all know coffee is a religion. I mean, that's why it's called Starbucks. Starbucks. <laughs> they have many churches here in Seattle. <laughs> 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 oh, boy. All right. Well, we have a very interesting show for you today, and we're going to all start off with what have you been playing? I'm going to go first because I have a very important thing to say about what I've been playing. What I have been playing and what I have been playing is nothing. I have had. I jumped so bad. Yeah. <laughs> it's a gift. And, and yeah, I scare people as as Faith fully knows, and yeah. Um, but 
I, I seriously, I've had, it's the beginning of the month, which means I have one of my jobs kick in. And so I usually spend like one week just going full tilt, trying to get so much work done. And between work and certain other events, I have had no time to play anything, which sucks because I got something from Keith recently to review and I've had no time to use it. And I feel bad. I do. And I and I was like, okay, this is the day. And then something happens. Okay, then oh, no, this is the day. And then something happens. And then like today, today I'm gonna do it. And then I had a depression period, and I just like stayed in my bed for like an hour. And you know, it's like I had no, I have nothing. So the only thing I've been playing is Fire Emblem Heroes. And sometimes I was just to log in to get the sign-in bonuses. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta get those orbs. <laughs> and like the Tempest Trials was today, so I started that. But I was like, you know, 45 minutes. And I'll do it again tomorrow. But I I will play. Stuff good because I, I still gotta finish like fully finish uh teal mask because there's some side quests I haven't done and I gotta get back into Persona 4 Golden because I just stopped. <laughs> I'm sorry, there's just something about that game where I'm just like, do I have to keep going? Versus <laughs> Persona 5 Royal, we're like, I have to keep going. <laughs> <laughs> it's just uh, it's just it, it, it's just something about it, and I I don't know what I think it's a bad game, but after a while, it's like, can we just like. Can something just happen? <laughs> like, <laughs> like, I've already romanced my character. I mean, I, I, I keep getting hit on by Rise, and it's just like, uh, I don't know. But uh, yeah, so I gotta, I, gotta get, I gotta get back into playing things. So thankfully, in 15 days' time, we'll be playing Super Mario Brothers Wonder, but that's a long time away. <laughs> I got, that's too much time. So I will find a way to endure. But yeah. All right, Will, how about you? What have you been playing? Well, just to go and compliment on you, like, yeah, continuing on Faye with the new, like, recent uh, Tempest Trials with, yeah, a uh, rearmed uh, peony well, for, for Axe, as well as the big baddie of the void, uh, Gunungup. Yeah, <laughs> yeah how you pronounce her name? That. They are just, they're, I don't even know what they're doing anymore. <laughs> like, these <laughs> names are getting, like, more insane. Like, you know, peony was one thing, you know, Pumara and Chiandrush or whatever. And then that, that nothingness villain showed up. And I, I, I has like 13 letters of a name that's all like random letters put together. I'm like, I'm not even going to try and pronounce that madness. <laughs> <laughs> Gnungop. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, like, Yeah, like, seeing that, that story is like, <laughs> okay, like, obviously, they're going to be bringing her into a, in a mythic banner whenever she comes out, whenever. And the rearm Peony, but. But like, yeah, the story itself, it's, uh, yeah, <laughs> don't pay attention to it. But it's like, okay, fine, fine, fine. Of course, that. And of course, there'll be some people that actually love Gununga for many reasons, but I digress. But yeah, um, aside from Fire Emblem Heroes, um, I actually have played something else differently, and that is the Foam Stars beta for PS5. <laughs> well, we first saw this thing. Many basically called this thing basically the Splatoon, Splatoon ripoff for I Sony. Did. I called it that, <laughs> and I am proud of what I said. And uh, yeah, this past weekend was the beta, and the best way I can describe it, as I said in, in our Discord chat, is basically a uh, bougie Gucci Splatoon. Like they really were trying to like it has that. Uh, well, obviously, the one anime animated style, like something similar to Fortnite, but also keeping with the anime style. I mean, again, this is Square Enix, and they're really trying to like set it up as like the the high class, the millionaires club, like a millionaire hotel, and everything is like the based on foam. Like it is kind of like you. It, obviously, with Splatoon, it's basically the kill kids, all that basically fresh style, underground '90s style. This thing is basically going for for Gucci, like top class, like oh. The highest class. If you got money, you're you're living large, and 
yeah, this is basically what they're trying to advertise it as. And playing the Spada, it's more or less more PvP than Turf War. That's one thing. It's obviously going for that PvP style, but using foam as its main theme. And I, I would say it does, it's glitter and have some, so I'll give it that much. Like when in the PvP mode, uh, which I get like the the, the mascot, the, the mascot DJ is basically a rubber ducky. Yeah, I kid you not, it is indeed a rubber <laughs> ducky. And I, I played in Japanese, and I think it was the voice uh, actor for uh, All Might, if I if I if I got that correct. But yeah, the, I play in Japanese voicing. But um, it's basically They're one of them. Uh, <laughs> it's basically a like again, you you do. How much you turf in a uh, foam star foam star party is basically yeah it does matter because like more territory is basically more equal uh mobility you basically surf on be it hot high, highs lows and everything so basically surfboard I'll, I'll give points to mobility like again using surfboard and using the foam territory to really get around and uh, like different character classes like the master is the sniper support or the um, the main girl is basically the close veins uh do splatties in best com- comparison and yeah each each character has their own specialty specials and all that uh, i personally love the master just because he basically sends a, a bloody uh coffee nuke is the best way <laughs> i can describe it basically he summons a tactical nuke and basically pours co- coffee on your opponents it's it's quite something to say these but after once you finish like the the two modes, basically, um, yeah, uh, PVP, basically get a certain amount of kills, and then uh, once you get like five kills, you you uh, unlock their superstar, and once you kick um off their superstar, that's it, they're done, and that the match ends very, can be very quickly. And yeah, a lot of people basically there were a lot of newbies, they didn't know how to play, or maybe just my internet connection was stinky. It was yeah, it was quite hectic, but um, I managed to get up to level ten, and it's fine. But it ends very way too quickly, especially for people who do not know how to play and just stuck with playing with complete noobs. So, <laughs> but the second um uh play mode is basically a two v two, like two um two players will be inside, like yeah, two v two will be an inside the the, um, the square, the battle square, and uh two, the other two players on your on your team will be outside the square to, to run the players' interference or assistance. So, which yeah, that was a bit more kind of a fun mode, mode that way. But um, ju- just wrapping it up, uh, Foam Star, uh, the Foam Star's beta, it's it's fine, but at the same, it's it was it's painfully obvious that they're trying to go and, uh, uh, encroach on Splatoon to Splatoon's territory just because of the like the the at the, the cartoony style is basically uh, with Fortnite with with um with Splatoon, and I really do not see how this game is gonna be support. If Square Enix decides to support this game for like many years, like Splatoon. And that's that's going to be up to them. And I don't really have that much faith in Square Enix to really support this kind of product, if anything else. But that's just me. So, but yeah, like, you don't support them you... in live service games. What? <laughs> <laughs> I, I think... But yeah, like it's okay if it was maybe on a PlayStation Plus game. It comes out for free, then fine. But if these decide to sell this thing for full price, then heck no, 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 no. So, I, I still can't get over the fact that it's Square Enix making this game. Like, yeah, they, they decided to give the green light. Yeah, and when I was like, see the beta, like one, there's no moon. Like you see, uh, Scott, you see, you were you played the beta. Like you see the skybox. Yeah. Like, th- like when you see the outside, like I mean, it looks nice. But one, there's no moon. There's and the the, the, the scenery is just basically so static and flat. It's like it makes uh, Final Fantasy um, uh, Final Fantasy VII remake on PS4 look better. 
I mean, to be fair, that game does look good, but <laughs> yes. <laughs> and uh, yeah, just the hub world, like, again, you're on top of the roof, uh, the roof. like, yeah, you get your private helicopter going whole Gucci, like, you got the money, 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 but, like, yeah, it's, I mean, it's a beta, things just have to change and all that, fine. But uh, at the moment right now, this beta is like, it's ugh, how they're going to try to encroach on, on the Splatoon 2 ter- territory. <laughs> I don't know. So we'll see. We'll see. I'll give it. If, I just hope it comes out like free on PlayStation Plus or something of that sort. But yeah. And um, just quickly enough, uh, the other game I haven't played is indeed um, uh, this guy is 7 of Vows of the Virtualist. Uh, again, check out the review from Scott on the Outer Haven site. And yeah, just playing this thing and just again through the first chapter, I just love Fujin. Just like, honor, and I'm gonna do my very worst. Like, I, I just the characters themselves, Perilica, like, oh, like, just the overwhelming positivity of Perilica, like, oh, like, meet, like, meet over, like, veggies over me, give me a leaf, like that delivery. <laughs> like, you probably know what I'm talking about, Scott. It's yes, just, like. <laughs> Uh, like this is one thing I love about this guy, and of course, naturally the pretties, pretty dude. Like uh, uh, Sam Regal, I love you so much. Just the pretty, never ever change. I love you, Sam Regal. They ever and, change. Uh, it's gonna feel yeah. weird. <laughs> I, I, I. But again, I do have to give one criticism for Nipoji stuff. Again, you you bring in the DLC characters from past games, and all those packs like is easily forty dollars. Like yeah, more. the DLC is pricey. I didn't know how expensive it was going to be until release it. <laughs> yeah, and you get to see. And I know there was some uh, season pass um, kerfuffle, like some troubles when it first released it. And yeah, yeah so there was a little some problems, but hopefully it will resolve later on. But overall, Disguise Seven, as like Scott's review said, much better than Number Six. I enjoyed it. I, I played only to feel big and little, as it is so much more improved. So yeah, as a Disguise fan myself, definitely if you get a chance to definitely try out Disguise Seven. Not just the virtuals. All right, Scott. Alrighty, so I actually played only a little bit of stuff this week. One was for a review that's going out, well, probably tomorrow. A game called Conrad Stevenson's Paranormal PI. Very long game, hard to type. (laughs) Uh, Basically, the game is you are a private investigator who is going around and searching houses for ghosts. And you have a bunch of like the what like if you if anyone watched like the Ghost Chaser series, like the TV series from like 10 years ago or whatever, um, mm. you go around with like EMF detectors, you can go around with like audio detectors, with like camcorders, with night vision and like heat vision stuff going on. So you can it's actually like look at them. Phasmophobia, basically. Yeah, it's pretty cool. <clears throat> um it plays pretty cool i think my favorite thing about it is you actually have to investigate everything about the house before you go in so you can actually look for what ghosts you're supposed to be looking for based on like what they've heard about it or based on how the house is made or even based on like the people who inhabit it before sometimes you'll have to actually go to the house to search up other deeds in leather locations like you'll go to the basement and find like other documents that were in the house that the owners don't even know about kind of a deal so it's kind of cool just an aspect where it's like you have a fun like little detective story going on where you get a look and find different ghosts it's pretty decent it's only like 15 bucks too so it's not a bad price but it's only on pc right now um i did continue the archon story with genshin impact still not finished with it because this this like these two acts they added are super long but pretty fun um 
but also I also feel like that changes they made with the daily commissions on Genshin Impact is much needed because I hated how if I needed to do commissions, I'd have to go back to somewhere else to do it, and then go back into the story. So this way I can just do the story and the commissions will get done by themselves kind of a deal. Um, <laughs> I did play some of Fire Emblem Heroes, but not really anything other than logins and some of the paralogs that I missed. Mm -mm. Okay, yeah, yeah, like the Bodie Bonds event, the rerun and all that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. I think that, that was it. That yeah. Was that? That's fine. All right, Faith? Um, I honestly haven't played that much. I've mainly still just been playing Pokemon Scarlet and Violet because I'm trying to finish my Pokedex because I want to get... What, what, Todd, what's that bear Pokemon called? Like the one you get when you catch 150 oh, Pokemon. Uh, it was Ursulana. Ursula. Yeah, Ursula. yeah, I want to get Ursuluna. What? What did you just say? Ursuluna. Ursuluna. Yeah, say that five times fast. Um, <laughs> wow. Um, I want to get that Pokemon, and then I'm also trying to get um the shiny charm. So I'm mainly doing that, and then tonight I'm going to be staying up playing Pikachu Detective Returns, and I'm very excited. So yeah, I haven't been playing much. I've been busy. And we all. And, and let me just tell you, like, breaking kayfabe, she is so excited for Detective Pikachu Returns. I really am. It's so freaking cute. <laughs> and then, like, today they started their little, like, um, Pokemon Go event, and I got, like, one of the Detective Pikachus, and it's so freaking cute. Like, I, I, I'm, I'm obsessed. I'm obsessed with this. Yep. Yep. <laughs> all right. Well, we have some... Uh... Interesting. We have actually a lot of news. So we're gonna to have to blitz through some of this. We yep. have a lot of news to talk about. So it's time to go down the warp pipe. And first, Lego Animal Crossing. Yeah, oh, that's a combo. This is it. <laughs> now, to be fair, we don't have a lot of details yet. We only got to see a very small teaser from Nintendo. But what we saw was a bunch of figurines, sorry, of the Animal Crossing crew. Uh, specifically, we saw Tom Nook, Is Isabel, Cap'n, Rosie, Bunny, Marshall, Fauna, and Julian, along with some Animal Crossing-style trees and flowers that you're, I guess you're going to get as well. Uh, there's no release date. There's no pictures of the sets of the characters, but it, it's coming. It's coming! <laughs> what I wonder is if we're going to have, like... I don't know. I saw this TikTok today of this person going over, like, the, the teaser or whatever. And they mentioned something about, like, custom molds. And I'm like, what is this person talking about? But then I was thinking it would be cool if, like, somehow... I don't know if LEGO would actually do it. But if they allow us, like, to pick what villagers we want out of, like, all of the villagers. Because I want Cole so bad. He is my favorite. And I want him. I want him. Yes. I, I I don't know. Like I said, we this is very what do you want to call it preliminary uh, yeah. information or whatever. But uh, this this makes so much sense because if we're being honest here, outside of like Mario, I guess they did a Zelda one once, didn't they? Like one did they do a, like a Link Lego or was that just an Amiibo? I think it was Amiibo. I think it was only Amiibo at the moment. I know they did a Mario crossover. I know they did. Mario and I think Sonic, I think. I don't know. Maybe. Yeah, it sounds right. But like Animal Crossing feels like one that you would be, have in the Lego world. Yes. It's, like it's <clears throat> building up your world. Like, my God. <laughs> it's 
So, uh, but yeah, no information, but we'll, we'll see. We'll see how it all goes. Uh, but stay tuned because clearly they're going to announce something soon. But they're going to drop this teaser. All right, next up. Okay, we've we've joked about this in the past, but if you recall, this month there's going to be both a Mario title and a Sonic title coming out. Three days apart from one another. <coughs> yep. Exactly. Isn't that curious? Almost like it was planned that way. <laughs> and they asked the producer of the upcoming Mario game, which we'll also be talking about in a second, and he said it's a, quote, interesting coincidence. <laughs> coincidence? I, I think, think not. not. Exactly. Uh, excellent Incredibles reference, Will. <laughs> but, like, okay, look. If we want to put on the conspiracy cap, sure. I have I I I, I am ninety nine percent sure. I'll give you ninety five. Ninety five percent sure that Mario Wonder had its release date first. Okay, I I'm pretty positive about that. I know I'm pretty sure Superstars was announced first because that was at Game Fest, and the June Direct where we had the Wonder announcement was later. But I'm pretty sure Wonder got the release date first, and so that means that Sega had to say, oh, yeah, look, they're, they're out on the 20th. <laughs> Why don't we put this on the 17th? Why did they do that? Because they want to get the sales just before the Mario crowd hits in. Because let's be honest, there are plenty of Mario people who play Sonic titles and vice versa, especially since they're both 2D titles this time. So there, there would be a lot of crossover there. Did they do that intentionally? I really don't know. But <laughs> the idea that it was just a coincidence, um, if it was two weeks apart, we wouldn't be talking about this. You know, Sonic at the beginning of the month, Mario at the end of the month. That'd be fine. But it's three days! Three! <laughs> We're going back to the Sega versus Nintendo era. No. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Time to find out if Sega really does what Nintendo don't. <laughs> Release games early! No. <laughs> it's like, oh, Mario, I see you have a game coming out on the 20th. It'd be a pity if there was a AAA title coming out three days ahead of you. <laughs> I don't know. But it's just, just the way he said it. He was being so diplomatic, that producer. Oh, it's an interesting coincidence. I'm sure he was like, no, they're trying to screw us again, aren't they? <laughs> it's like, please understand. They're screwing us now. I mean, it's funny, just like, yeah, Mario and Sonic once again on the same week. Like, oh, geez, how familiar. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what's going on. I I don't real I don't understand. Uh, the, I, I, I feel it's a business decision. I feel that's what this really is, just a business decision. But here's the thing. The 17th is on Tuesday. There have been plenty of games to come out on Tuesdays. And then there's the 20th is Friday, which a lot of games come out on Friday because we know it's the weekend. But that Tuesday in front of that Friday. Hmm. Okay, then. Let's go with that. I just love that. This Tuesday in front of this Friday and this Monday and this Tuesday. I'm like, wait, what? Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Todd pulls down conspiracy board. You got to understand, eh? it's, it's, it's It just makes sense, okay? There, 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 there is no paper in the fall. <laughs> If it was this Monday instead of this Monday, it would be different. But no, they picked this Monday exactly. and this Monday. Exactly. <laughs> There's a method to this madness. <laughs> don't, don't put it on this Tuesday before that Friday, Faith. It just doesn't work. <laughs> it's a conspiracy, gosh dang it. Sega's trying to give me. Oh my gosh. Well, this is a sign that Sega's come back to the consoles and Nintendo wants to fear them because they're the long time problem. 
Dreamcast 2, guaranteed. <laughs> oh my god. Also, I was doing that pretty, I was doing that fast reach pretty well for a little bit. You did, you did. You did that really good. I, I usually can't go that fast, but I was just like, just roll with it, Todd. Use the force. Clearly, uh, the passion gets you. <laughs> oh, uh, yeah, that's why I'm the host. Uh, <laughs> all right, uh, transitioning now to Super Mario Brothers Wonder, there's been some interesting t- uh, tots, thoughts about that game. Tater tots? Sure. <laughs> Maybe Mario could turn into a tater tot in the DLC. Uh, <laughs> with it, this it, game, it's possible. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, yeah, and with Wonderful. a huge becoming an elephant and with peanuts, maybe. Exactly. Now, that, that actually brings us to what we're talking about, is that uh, the producer of the game and the game's director admitted that one of the reasons that Wonder stands out on a creativity standpoint isn't because they brought in, like, the old guard to, you know, oversee things, but they let a lot of the younger talent come in. And they had like this wealth of new ideas beyond just, hey, let's give Mario a new power-up. They looked at the game and went, how do we evolve this from what we went before without making it feel, oh, we're just being nostalgic once again. And they apparently weren't afraid to say, yeah, we can ditch this theme, we can ditch this mechanic, you know, this is, games have changed since here. And this just goes back to the point I've been saying for, what, weeks now? Just give these franchises to the younger people or to new teams where they don't just say, hey, how can we make like this but slightly better? No, just make it entirely different or entirely fresh. Uh, Faith asked me a while ago, is this the first 2D Mario game in a long time? And technically it's not, but it's the first brand new one since 2012. Like, <laughs> really? Yeah. Yeah, and, and and it looks so great. It looks so much fun. The Wonder Flower with its insanity complex or LSD, whatever comes first, uh, you know, that is so innovative. And the way they're handling some of the power-ups and the new enemies. I think the new enemies are going to be the thing that really take this game because we're so used to Koopas and Goombas and Lakitus and all of them. It's like, no, now you got to deal with like squirrels that actively throw nuts at you or birds that charge at you with their razor-sharp beaks. I want to see what else is out there. I want to see what other monsters I can go and fight. That's why I like the Paper Mario franchise, because there was always a new kind of monster. Mm, 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 mm. Right, right, right. Yeah, just to, to know that there's like new blood actually putting in the new ideas, <laughs> like of the new generation to like really sp- uh, freshen up the formula of Mario and seeing the, the trailer, the game picture so far of Mario Wonder is like, yeah, pinnacle of that. Like all these different very kinds of enemies. Like, yeah, you probably wouldn't imagine how it is with the old team. So, yeah, just seeing a, a new breath of, of fresh air with these new ideas coming into Mario is like, yeah, that's it's true, 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 true. And sometimes it's just the simple things like, hey, like, for example, this game, it won't have a timer for levels. So you don't have to worry about having to rush through. If Thank you, God. I know, right? If you die, you don't have to go to like the beginning level or a checkpoint. You can just pick up right where you left off. Oh, that's so good for me. That's so good for me. See, look at that. <laughs> loving this. And that was these were all ideas by the new creators. So, imagine what they can do with the other franchises. Donkey Kong F Zero. <laughs> they need Mario. to do that. They need to. They need to do that with Zelda, to where well, you like you 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 don't. It's not so hard. Uh, I'm sorry. That's the point where I had to say, get good. I'm sorry. I I was going to be like, well, they should make it to where you don't like die. But then I'm like, no, because it's still going to be hard. So they should like make it not hard. (laughs) Says the girl who doesn't know left from right. 
Left. Wow. Left. You, you were making me nervous, Todd. Oh, I was making you nervous. You were yes. giving me a heart attack when you couldn't listen to simple instructions. Well, don't make me nervous. Maybe I can listen then. I was being the supportive big brother, and I was like, Faith, turn left. She turns right. No, left. Faith, turn wow. right. No, left. Faith, left. <laughs> There's a difference between making you nervous and just not listening to the big brother who is trying to help you get off the dang island. I was already... Island. <laughs> I was already nervous before we called, though. You guys see what they have to do with? <laughs> Family. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, transitioning uh, now, we go to Pikmin, where we have two interesting pieces of news. So... Y'all remember that Pikmin 4 was technically supposed to come out in like 2015, 2016, right? Right, right, right. Right. Yes. So that became like the joke for years. Where the heck is Pikmin 4? We have the game, and now we have the answer. Because uh, pro programming director Yuji Kondo revealed, quote, As we made several attempts and tried out various things, there were moments where we could see the, sh the game take shape. But since we had to prioritize other projects, we weren't able to create the development team framework needed to complete the game. But the fruits of our label during that time led to the result of what Pikmin 4, Pikmin 4 is today, end quote. So there's a couple things to take away from this. First, Miyamoto was a liar. Because <laughs> <laughs> remember, he said the game was mostly complete, and yet this guy said, yeah, we didn't have the framework to get the game done. So, huh? we had the concept. <laughs> I was like, it's, it's, it's a mostly complete concept. We have like art, concept art. Yeah. <laughs> uh, second, and this actually ties into a, not a Nintendo piece of news, but a Capcom piece of news because uh, Dragon Dragon's Dogma Two is coming out next year, and I read an interview where I heard literally like the same explanation for why it took so long. The director of the game, Dra Dragon's Dogma was busy on other Capcom projects, and the whole team agreed that if the director couldn't be there, they weren't going to make the sequel. So he had to spend years doing other titles, and then he came back. <laughs> which, which apparently will work out in their benefit or due to certain technological advantages and all that. But uh, it's hilarious that this happened with Pikmin 4, which, if you remember the time period, 2015, 2016, this was when they were phasing out the Wii U to, for the Switch, and so I could very easily see the team going to the, let's call them the more needed Nintendo projects, like, say, Mario Odyssey, or Breath of the Wild, or, you know, some of the, or Mario Maker 2, Splatoon 2, you know, whatever it was, to ensure that that uh, initial lineup was legendary. As good as Pikmin 4 is, uh, you know, it wasn't top tier needed at the time. So, yeah, yeah, and it's not an insult. It's just the way it was it, at the at the time. Pikmin Pikmin was not the best selling series on the Switch or on the Wii U or GameCube. <gasps> I'm so offended. Dude, well, so was Miyamoto. <laughs> 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 Literally, he said he's like, I don't know, I don't understand why this game isn't selling more. It's it's fun, and it was, but it was also apparently a challenge for a lot of people, and they. So that's why they changed certain things for Pikmin 4. And now I can proudly say, Pikmin 4, just in Japan, over 1 million units. Very impressive. <laughs> if I recall correctly, that is twice as much as the entire rest of the series combined in Japan. Just in Japan. <laughs> we, still, we still haven't heard anything from America on that. And that I find that weird, but it... The quarter ended a few days ago, so we're going to get financial results soon. 
So we'll we'll definitely hear that Pickens probably sold two to three million. I would I would bet at this point. Or is it because it was last Tuesday, relating to this to this Thursday? Really? <laughs> I know, but it sounded like you were starting to speculate. You're like, that's just weird. You know, I just find that really weird. And you were just, it sounded like you were starting. It was supposed to be no. funny, Todd. No, I know supposed to laugh. I'm just, the Todd it was is not supposed amused. to be Wow. The Todd is not amused. Okay. Okay. The Whatever. Reason, the reason I said that, Faith, is that typically, like, say, with Pokemon, Tears of the Kingdom, uh, uh, Mario 3D All Stars, well, there's a big sales number attached in the first week or so. Nintendo can't wait to give out news. Like, oh, uh, Legend of Zelda sold 10 million in its first three days. Same with Pokemon. Oh, Super Mario 3D All-Stars sold 2.1 million in the first three days. Pikmin 3 had explosive sales numbers. Or, sorry, uh, Splatoon 3 has explosive sales numbers, especially in Japan. You know, they can't wait to talk about that stuff. But for Pikmin 4, they've been, like, weirdly silent, even though we know it sold at least a million units just in Japan. So, in this case, this is them being humble, I guess. Or, I don't know. <laughs> or, dramatic pause. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. I, I, I don't know. Okay. Now, this uh, Pikmin 4 interview that happened also ties into another interesting topic, which has to do with, wait for it, Shigeru Miyamoto. <laughs> oh, yeah. We've talked about the legendary creator many times in NEP, but one of the things we've noted many times over is that his influence in the world of Nintendo has affected many things for better and for worse over the years. And so during the creation of Pikmin 4, he was there. He was helping the team make the game along with doing other things. And even Miyamoto said in a previous interview that his influence carries weight. So Yuji Kondo, during that same interview, talked about what Miyamoto's effect was on the game. He goes, quote, I always feel honored to be working to be able to work with Mr. Miyamoto. With that said, I hope people don't take this the wrong way, but we don't work on a game with the goal to make Mr. Miyamoto happy. <laughs> 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 the important thing is how deep of a conversation we can have about the game. And those discussions are the times when we see how thoroughly we thought through the game design. So in that sense, yes, we do get nervous going into a discussion, Mr. Miyamoto, end quote. <laughs> it's funny. It's funny. Him being happy is just the bright product. No? Yeah. <laughs> if you're happy, it's good. You don't like it too bad. <laughs> and that's probably the best way to do it. Like, again, yeah, as we said many times, as we know, Miyamoto is basically the godfather of video games, as Charles Martin would put him as. But if you don't make him happy, that's fine, because we probably have some good, interesting games that doesn't make him happy, but makes everyone else happy. So, yeah, <laughs> do you want to please the godfather or please the masses? Up to you. <laughs> now, and, and here's the important thing here. There have been games in the past uh where they he Miyamoto has not been happy and the game did fine on its own one of the most famous ones ironically was Donkey Kong Country oh. <laughs> he did not like how rare handled that franchise for whatever reason he just didn't like it and yet it was highly successful and technically is a franchise still to this day with uh, Retro Studios continuing the franchise over on the Wii and the Wii U but he did not like uh, what Rare did with Donkey Kong for whatever reason. Like I, there was a, I was, this was on old school G4. They had a show called Game Makers, and they talked about the Donkey Kong Country franchise. And I remember there was an interview where Miyamoto said that he was not happy about it. I'm like, why? It was great games. 
I guess it's probably the whole Rare and Attitude era of, of, of back in the day, if uh, I recall correctly. Again, like Rare was a, a unique style, and of course he they did not they did not shy away compared to Nintendo's like family friendly demeanor back in the day. So yeah. maybe the contrast of different styles, maybe. And, and I feel this is a, an important story for the very simple reason that Miyamoto is a legend. He is responsible for Nintendo as we know them. So many franchises came from his mind, including ones we're still playing today like Mario, Link, slash Zelda, and Pikmin. But he's not the end-all, be-all of game design. Okay? Like, he, ha he hasn't had a main role in Zelda in a long time. That's been Eiji Ionuma, who's been fantastic, obviously. Uh, even in the Mario games, other people have taken the lead, including now with Mario Brothers Wonder. And Pikmin's got its own crew. Uh, he does. He can have influence by all means, but I don't want another Paper Mario incident. I I have to hold. We have to hold him responsible for what happened to Paper Mario because he said it would be wrong to keep using the same RPG mechanics over and over again. No, it wouldn't. <laughs> Do you know how many other successful franchises keep their mechanics over and over again to just slightly improve them? Hint: Mario, <laughs> Zelda, even. I'll I'll throw Zelda in there. I mean. How, how many dungeons in a world, the items we get, you know, even switching from 2D to 3D, it's still the same philosophy right up until uh, Breath of the Wild and Tears of the Kingdom. That's when yep. everything really changed. So It's kind of weird to think about. It is. <laughs> it really is. But, uh, so, I'm glad that the teams are realizing, hey, you know, it's nice to have me at Mo's approval, but it's, it's not vital. We don't need it. <laughs> we don't need it. <laughs> Yeah, it just reminds me of the the SpongeBob meme where it's like, I don't need it, 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 I definitely don't need it. Also, that show has apparently been renewed for like its sixteenth season, and I'm like, isn't the show like thirty years old at this point? How are we only at the sixteenth season? And how did it go for sixteen seasons in the first place? Yeah, like I was watching that when I was like, what, six? I've, oh, jeez. I still remember back in the birth of Nick Nickelodeon. <laughs> oh, no, 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 not the birth of Nickelodeon. Trust me, it was, there were great shows long before SpongeBob, but that was one of the ones that I guess took Nickelodeon to a new level, I suppose. But, Wait, there was um, a time before SpongeBob? Oh, yes. <laughs> oh, yes. Those were the good days. The days of, the ra the days of Rugrats. The days of. Rocket power. Hey Arnold. Hey Arnold. Uh, <laughs> rat, uh, cat dog. Uh, Rinsed. Powerpuff Girls. Cow and Chicken. I mean, Dexter's Laboratory. Hold on, hold on. That's that's Cartoon Network. Get your get your. Yeah, that's. All right, fine, fine, fine. Yeah. I was get, just talking about the big right, Don't do it at all. Uh, <laughs> Ouch. Yeah, I I I, I stand it. Okay. Uh, Life with Ginger. Very mature for its time. Uh, you know, those like those were the shows, and then SpongeBob came around, and. But look, first three seasons, sure, comedy gold. But as as uh, Death Battle happily notes, everything after seasonal rot. <laughs> and yet, people watch it. Why? Because people are idiots. Moving on. Because so, they're comfy. They know SpongeBob. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> and, and Clancy Brown got so rich off that show when he's. <laughs> I'm sorry, but like, he's done so many great works, and like he'll probably be known be known most for being Mr. Krabs. I'm like, the dude's done so much more. He's the voice of Lex Luthor. Yes, but he's the voice of Mr. Krabs. <laughs> and plus, like, many people probably recognize him from like a Beyond Human as yeah the cop. Yeah. But everyone, again, his voice is just that. You can't think of anyone as if I'm Mr. Krabs. <laughs> okay, 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 okay. Anyway, 
Uh, next up is a, uh, another answer to a long time question. So have you guys ever wondered why we couldn't play Rosalina in Mario and Rabbit Sparks of Hope? No. It's not just because she was corrupted by an evil entity that's still very confusing for me to think about. The reason <laughs> that we could not play Rosalina in Sparks of Hope was because she's tall. Hey, <laughs> we're really going for the Smash logic here. Yes. <laughs> I, I am not kidding here. This is the actual word of this is the, what we call word of God in the industry. Uh, it's from creative director David Solani, and he goes, quote, at some point we discussed having Rosalina as a main character, but if you know her apart from games like Mario Kart, for example, if you stay true to the Nintendo lore in Mario Galaxy, she's super tall. She's very tall. And that would have created the first problem with the cover system because it's already hard to fit a character such as Bowser behind cover. It would have been even harder with Rosalina if we were staying true to the lore set by the Galaxy games. And the second problem is that she's too powerful. So we would have ha we would have had created a different story around Rosalina in order to do that, but in the way we did it, even if she's not playable. Ha. Uh -huh. Okay. So, uh, I guess I never realized that Rosalina was that tall? I mean, aside from her galaxy size from Super Mario Galaxy, aside from that point, but yeah, like in in Mario Kart, and as well as like even in comparison to Mario and Galaxy Two, yeah, she she is tall. Yes, she's big. Yeah, I guess I just—it's been a long time. I guess. I—I uh, I, I guess I don't remember a shot of Mario and Rosalina like right next to each other, so I couldn't understand the Amazon-sized woman that was in the game. I guess I don't know. Um, it's very interesting. They're like, hey, yeah, we can make Bowser work in a cover system, but we can't make Rosalina work in a uh, cover system. I mean, she is, you know, a floating space princess. You could just have her, you know, like lie down. I guess. I don't know. That sounded bad. How did that sound bad? Did you say fly down or lay down? Lie down. Oh. Lie. Oh. Lie, lie, lie. Where the heck oh. did your mind go, Faith? No, because I'm sitting over here and I'm just listening to Todd and I'm thinking, but how exactly tall is she? But isn't her and Daisy the same size? I know Princess Peach is short, but Princess Daisy's pretty tall. And I'm just sitting over here going back and forth, like analyzing this, trying to figure it out. And then I just hardly heard half of what he said. <laughs> that, that sounds like my relationship in a nutshell. It really does, because my mind just... I have ADHD or something. I don't know. Something's wrong with me. There's something wrong but with But how that. tall is she? I, that, okay, that. so according to Google, it apparently, like, some estimates height uh, around 7 feet, while others say that Rosalie is around 8 feet canonically. Dang. What she in the tall. world? She's like Sasquatch. I think she's a little bit better looking than Sasquatch, but that's just beside well, the point. I mean, <laughs> I mean, yeah, she's pretty, but, like, she has a Sasquatch. How tall is Mario? That is a good question. Okay. Mario is like what an inch? Mario canonical <laughs> height. Uh he is five feet one inch tall. Canonically. Inter interesting. Okay, but he also said that was never intended to be a life size representation. So, you know, take, well, take yeah. all this with a grain of salt, obviously. And again, let's take it up again with the whole comparison back in Super Mario Odyssey with acting real life real scale people. <laughs> yeah. Uh yeah. And again, Bowser canonically has had all kinds of sizes over the years to where he's like sometimes barely taller than Mario to he towers over Mario. Like just 3D World had like a freaking huge version of Bowser. And then Odyssey had one that was a little smaller, I'm pretty sure. But still. 
So yeah, I mean, I guess I understand, but it's still weird that it's like, oh yeah, she's just tall. <laughs> <laughs> she's magic. She ha literally has magical powers. I'm pretty sure she could shrink herself for the sake of, you know, gameplay reasons. And you could have honestly had it to where the, the what was it called, the curse corruption could have nerfed some of her powers. There you go, a story reason for why she's not as strong as before. You're welcome. I feel like that's... <laughs> Like, not to bash anybody, but I also feel like that's a lazy reason for the gaming developers. <laughs> like, well, I feel like that would be, like, some excuse I'd come up with. Well, why didn't you add this character into the video? They're just too tall, you know? I just... <laughs> Basically going I, they're, smash they're, they're, logic. Yeah, I'm like, they're just they're too tall. They're, they're I didn't want to do, like, all of their powers, and yeah. I didn't want to do all that. They're just too tall. I didn't want to. <laughs> I mean, Ubisoft creators have definitely some interesting uh, reasonings to find why they shouldn't do these things. And and we get, and like, I don't, I don't know if it's the right uh, comparison, but basically with the whole Ridley situation, like, no, Ridley's too tall. Nope. Me and uh, Sakurai made, made Ridley able to play in smash so exactly. being too tall ain't a factor so exactly. Sac and said for years it really couldn't be in it because he was too tall and then life finds a way ladies and gentlemen <laughs> life finds a way speaking of which i am i'm sensing that life is going to find a way to take faith away from us so bye faith <laughs> i have to go adult so that i can stay up all night and be irresponsible and play detective pikachu and hate my life tomorrow <laughs> when i'm tired uh, you do that you do that thing. Worth it. <laughs> and then I'm going to go on social media and I'll be like, guys, I feel terrible today. You want to know why? Because I was up all night playing video games. <laughs> but it's going to be fine because we're going to have a blast. Sure. We're going to ignore what everybody said in the reviews of the game. We're going to pretend that those didn't happen at all. Yeah. I'm, sure, I'm sure the game will be a nice kickstart to your weekend. Ah! Yes. <laughs> I see what you did there. Do you? I'll yes. find out by the time the podcast ends. Well, I have to go do something, and by then you're going to be done, and then you're going to be you're going you're going to be mad at me. Uh huh. Probably. Uh -huh. Probably. <laughs> All right. Bye, bye. <laughs> Fine. You're going to do great. I know. User disconnected from your channel. She's totally not going to back the Kickstarter. <laughs> not tonight, at least. <laughs> she promised to do it every day since the since the thing launched. I'm just I'm just making that note. All right, next up because we still got a lot to do. Uh, okay, I gotta look this one up. But the uh, Nintendo president Shintaro Furukawa made a statement recently uh, that the Switch will have. Uh, software going into the next fiscal year, not the upcoming fiscal year, the next one, which will end in March 2025. Uh, he said, quote, we are still working on Switch software for the fiscal year ending in March 2025. The momentum will be sustained to continue expanding the Switch business. And in the fiscal year ending March 2024, we will maintain the momentum of Zelda and the movie. Interesting. I think it's Mario movie. Uh, into the holiday sales season. In terms of hardware, we will maximize demand not only for new purchases, but also for second units and replacements. So, there's many ways we can interpret this, obviously. But the big thing is, rather fairly, they are going to continue <laughs> to try and make games for Switch going in at least to March 2025. That's okay. Good, good. As long as you keep on with IS. Like, uh, like we understand again the switch is in its twilight years, and but the whole rumors of the next switch, the successor of the switch, that it's as long as they continue making product uh, switch games for for switch, then by all means, then yeah, keep, just keep on pumping until we reach the end. So yeah, by all means, I'm I'm good for that. Good for that. Yeah, I mean it'd be kind of 
unfortunate if they just totally like, like one switch two came out or whatever they're going to call it they just stopped everything for the switch yeah and here's the thing that i think sometimes people forget and i'm actually going to write this for a thing we'll be talking about in the main event tonight but translating one generation of gamers into the next is not as easy as it sounds no uh, there have been lots of you know one generation is great the next generation doesn't or one generation does poorly and the next generation does incredible. And at the beginning of each new generation, there's not enough systems to go around. Yeah. Right? Like what right now, right now, the Switch has over 130 million units sold. Nintendo is not gonna have 130 million Switch 2 units ready to go at launch. <laughs> That'd be no. awesome if they did. But we need less scalpers, but you know. <laughs> yeah, it's like I don't need your scalping. I could just go to the store or buy it off Amazon and make Bezos richer because there's no problem with that apparently. Um, heat, ha! <laughs> but you know, like, so people are going to be playing their Switch for a long time at, while they wait for the Switch Two to come out, because just being honest here, no matter what the launch lineup is, it's not going to come out all at once. All right? No. Like, like a, a great example here with the Switch. We had what? We had Tears of the Kingdom. Dang it. Sorry. Breath of the Wild. <laughs> the other See, one. <laughs> I, I, I used to always say Breath of the Wild first, and now I said Tears of the Kingdom first. Oh, irony. You trained yourself too well. <laughs> I did. I, I don't say Breath of the Wild, Todd. Don't you do it. Don't you do Electric Shock. Ah! Ah! <laughs> so we had Breath of the Wild, and that game took us a while. Okay. Like, let's just be honest. That game took us a while. But then we had kind of a small dead zone, and then we had Mario Kart 8 Deluxe, which blew up, obviously. Then we had uh, Street Fighter 2, 25th Anniversary Edition. That was weird. That was a choice. That was definitely a choice. <laughs> it, it sold well, apparently. I'm just saying. Street and Fighter then, 2, it sells well no matter how many times they re-release it. And classics, <laughs> classics never die. And then after that, we had ARMS, Splatoon, Rabbids, Fire Emblem Warriors, uh, Mario Odyssey, and Xenoblade. But like, all, like those are all all-time all titles. Uh, maybe not Warriors, but still, it sold a million. <laughs> but like that, those those didn't come out all at once. Nope. Uh, they, there was a wait. So no matter what we get, whether it's that new Mario Three title we talked about last week, uh, or something else, we're still gonna have to wait from launch day to when the next big title comes out. And what are we gonna be playing in the meantime? All the other games we've already got. <laughs> so them saying like, yeah, we're going to make games in 2025 or ensure that Switch gets certain titles into 2025 is smart because that gives them, being generous, like a six-month leeway into saying like, hey, you know, you can't get the Switch 2 at first. That's fine. We're going to support you on the Switch up until a certain point. By that time, you should probably have a Switch 2 right now. Uh, I don't think that's fair. I, it, honestly, honestly, they should probably go a little bit longer because if there's like sellouts all the time, like they have with the Switch original, mm -hmm. like the Switch and the Wii, <laughs> the, Switch, the Switch and the Wii, or uh, or, or if there's like a, a shipping issue issue, like we had with the PS5, and the Xbox Series X and S, I remember yep. like that seriously hurt them for what was like a year and a half or so. Yeah, at least like that was huge, and like that's why people are trying to like rush to get uh ps5 now not the xbox series x and s you can probably find that anywhere <laughs> uh, hey oh yeah you have, you have a better console there uh phil nice 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah it's a better console to look at the shelves <laughs> yeah it's beautiful in a box 
<laughs> to be fair, those boxes are really good for Xbox. <laughs> oh yeah, they're so green. Anyway, um, so yeah, it, this this is a smart business strategy. So like, it, this is not just expected. This is just smart because they get 130 million plus, and let's just be honest, probably 140 million ish by the time they're done. Mm, so yeah, you you keep you keep going until those wheels literally fall off. Right? <laughs> so pretty sure the PS2 was that way. Like that's the best selling console of all time. Yep. Yeah. So, and then what happened with the PS3? <laughs> <laughs> it was a stepping stone to get to the PS4. <laughs> exactly. And look at how the PS4 sold. So, so peaks and valleys, everybody. Peaks and valleys. Unless you're Xbox. Because <laughs> one valley's in that one. Uh, it had one peak. <laughs> what was the one peak? 360. <laughs> uh, I mean, I mean, it, it's. I think it sold better than the PS3. I can't even remember though. Doesn't I mean, it, it, we obviously dominate. I think the PS, yeah, PS2 was the only. I mean, aside from the big uh, initial pricing, I think it actually overtook the 360. I'm not sure. I don't remember. Or is it oh PS4? yeah, at the know. end of the PS3's lifespan, once the Xbox One came out and okay. the PS4 were coming out, everybody started getting PS3s. Well, this, mm-hmm. this is like God made Google. <laughs> I I did that line on Faith the other day, and uh, I can't remember what we were talking about. I was like, "That's why God made this," and they go, "God didn't make that." I'm like, "Yeah, they're like, no, he didn't. Man made that." Did God make man? Yes. And God and man made this. Yes. And God made that. Transfer the property. You're welcome. <laughs> okay, here we go. Here we go. Um, the 360 sold 84 million cop uh, copies consoles, while the PS3 shipped 80 million. And not necessarily sold all of them. This is from Cora. Q-U-O-R-A. Um, so I guess the 360 one? Yeah. I mean, it, it won the PlayStation versus Xbox side. But yeah. The Wii just demolished both of them. So. Yes. <laughs> yes, it did. They just fought for second place. Yeah. Wii console sales. I just want to look it up. Um, but yeah, like I, I remember that. It's like, oh yeah, the Wii's not going to do anything. <laughs> yeah, I, just, I can't. I can't find it. But the Wii know. was the first time I remember having difficulty trying to look for a console. <laughs> oh yeah, I had. I was calling for months, months, trying to find a Wii, and then I found one at Walmart, and it was like really early morning. It was a Sunday, and I was just like, I gotta get. It. And I swear, on the way out of Walmart, I thought someone was following me. And this was at a time when they were like, you people were getting mugged for their yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah, all that. And I'm just like, I'm gripping that bag, and then he turned another direction. I could finally breathe. All right, uh, we 101.63 million. <laughs> Not bad. Not bad. But uh, honestly, yeah. that feels closer than I thought it was. Yeah, <laughs> it does. It does. But it's still 20 plus million more for a, you know, lesser console. Right. Yeah. And that was also at the final end, so you know they for a while they were still way under the Wii. It doesn't matter. All right, but speaking of the Wii U, the Wii U 3DS online services will be shutting down soon. When was the final date, Will? I believe it's uh, in April of next year, if I recall correctly. Hang on, let me pull up the statement. Uh, bah, 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 bah. Okay, yes, in early April 2024, online play and other functionalities that uses online communication will end for the Nintendo 3DS and Wii U software. This also includes online cooperative gameplay, internet rankings, and data distribution. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So if you were 
for whatever reason, still using your Wii U and 3DS for certain online things, you're on the clock. Yeah, <laughs> like again, uh, shout out to uh, Game Experience giving Smash some four. <laughs> like some games like that uses this. Like again, like Smash Bros. on 3DS, Splatoon, yeah. the original Splatoon with soft rigs and uh, original state games. Uh, of course, naturally, the one we've been clamming many times over, Xenoblade Chronicles X, uh. that that thing uses utilizes uh, the, the internet system greatly, and now you're taking it's taking away that be aspect. Solely dead now. Yeah, just on that, and of course, naturally with Mario, uh, Mario Kart. Yeah, Mario Kart on the 3DS and Wii U. Oh yeah, I, I don't, yeah. I don't Wii U that much because there's like the Switch and like. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's a minor loss, sure, but people like still like to play on the seven because it's just so great. So and yeah, just all these games that like if not like hover or like build around the online function, and now officially getting gutted like this is like. Yeah, I mean, I, I, okay, like, I was thinking about the situation like this. On one hand, okay, you gotta go take out the old, bring in the new. Maybe they're, they're prepping up something in the, in the, in the like, in, cooking up something. I don't know, in that sense. Fine. On the other hand, is like, are you really just like, it's kind of going bad for Nintendo's reputation of like trying to preserve games and like, the, I know we had to make news, had to bring in, make new stuff for the future generations. But the fact that you, they have to go, no, we're basically spring cleaning all the way out services, like to free up some some um, budget or whatever it may be to like make something new and just like throwing away the old the old traditional folks who have grew up with these things. Like I still remember like the Wii Wii U system, like the online functionality, and like those, we got through many years from those games. We got so many years, like. Smart strikers and all that, yeah, and yeah. Now it's to know that online will not be functional anymore on 3ds on Wii U, which like again Wii U was the, the lower, but people still love playing the 3ds. Is yeah, I don't know. It's yeah, give and take. Give and it's, take. It's a natural ending. It was we all knew it was coming. It's just I guess I honestly thought it was over by now because of all the other things they've shut down, like the R- shot eShop and all that. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. So, but the reason we're also bringing this up is that this signals that the Pokemon Bank is going to shut down soon. The, that was the original Pokemon storage service before Pokemon Home came out in 2020. And there have been many people still using the bank. And the Pokemon company warned that it could be shutting down alongside the Wii U and 3DS online services because it was mostly connected to those. And so if you still have Pokemon in there, you need to get them out. <laughs> Actually, yeah, Grants just, for them. <laughs> yeah, like uh, basically upload your Pokemon as soon as you can. Yeah, yeah, real quick. Gotta and... save them all. Okay, <laughs> so, Again, that's not been confirmed officially that's going to shut down, but it's heavily implied. And obviously, home is better than the bank anyway. So, just like the bank was the first step and home was the second step. It's that simple. So again, if you haven't, you have time, but don't don't wait too long. All right, next up we have, okay, the Van Gogh. Uh, yeah so we talked about this lightly on the last one but uh the pokemon company actually released a full-on statement about the uh situation with the van gogh museum where scalpers came in basically bought all the products just to you know sell them online for extremely high prices on twitter they put quote we apologize for all the fans eagerly awaiting our pokemon center uh, Van Gogh Museum released today. Due to overwhelming demand, all our products for this collection have sold out. We understand it's disappointing to many who are looking forward to the official email and social media channels for guidance on how to how to and when to purchase. We are actively working on ways to provide more Pikachu with gray felt hat promo cards for fans shopping at Pokemon Center in the future. Details will be released at a later date. End quote. 
yeah. Guys, I'm sorry. You totally screwed up on this one. <laughs> you saw this thing a mile away. Like, yes. Like, as I've been saying many times over, Pokemon cards are basically cardboard crack. And, like, you couldn't see this a mile away that people were still playing Pokemon all these years on the card games. And, like, you would not expect that Pokemon fans would go crazy for it. <laughs> Have you seen McDonald's lately? Ah, <laughs> uh, yep. I look. It, it's nice to have hope. <laughs> it's nice. It's nice to believe that people will, you know, not do terrible things and not do things for the sake of profit and profit alone. But in this, in, we live in a society. <laughs> yep. Uh, where that's just something you have to expect or predict and for something like this which was let's be honest it was something really unique it was you know pokemon and van gogh two things you never would have thought hey remember and i know this is hard to believe when van gogh was alive pokemon didn't exist (laughs) (laughs) what oh i didn't know that (laughs) i'm not saying that if he was a pokemon fan he would have saved his ear i can't say that but i'm just saying like could you imagine the portraits he would have made with pokemon in them i mean come on so you know there are there are things that you you should expect, and this is one of them. <laughs> All right, you, 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 need, you need. I can't fully blame them. I I can't because of certain things, but this is something they should have said. Okay, look, we should restrict how many people can get it, and you know try and predict, try and plan for for scalpers, and they didn't, and this is the result. And yeah. Didn't get any of these cards, and she's really mad about it. <laughs> yeah, and as an old saying goes, expect the unexpected. It like Pokemon Company, you have Nintendo, you had so many years with this kind of situation already, and you you couldn't predict this. I'm sorry, history kind of repeats itself in, in this way. So, all right, I I don't know. Hopefully, those who actually want to have the cards, like like Faith and others, will get them. But until then, eh, you suck, scalpers. You freaking suck. Don't yeah. give in to the scalpers. <laughs> yeah, don't. <laughs> you either die here or you live long enough to become a scalper. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's sad. <laughs> I mean, where's the lie? All right, I guys. mean, at the no, moment, no, no, I'm no, no, the no, Amiibo no, no, collector, no more, yeah. No more, no more. No more. We're moving on. Next up, we have... Uh, we talked about this early, or a couple of weeks ago, I believe. Uh, Japan on Tokyo TV is going to get a live-action Pokemon series called Poke Sume, but it's not going to be live-action in the sense that it's going to feature a person going out and catching Pokemon. Instead, it's a like a slice of life drama where a young woman in Japan has, has gotten a new job, and to basically save her job and keep her life sane her mother gives her her old copy of pokemon red along with a functional game boy which first of all how how is the game boy still functional 20 years later like 30 years later no 20 27 ish anyway uh just i'm just saying like those things die i can attest to that personally yes but uh you know mothers have power this is the truth so uh, the first trailer came out for it, and it's actually rather adorable. I I don't know if I'll ever be able to watch it unless they you know do like an English uh, sub for the YouTube channel. But uh, I don't know. It looks it looks adorable. You know, it, it looks like something Japan would absolutely make. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Pokemon with a live action like slice of life. Yeah, just like yeah, okay, okay. I I, I definitely gotta try, check out the trailer to see how it is. Yeah. 
I mean, again, and again, it's it's a clever premise, you know, like having Pokemon inspire you to do better in life, which I again I've talked about myself at times. It, it's clever, and if they could make this, I want to say believable because I feel that's that's the wrong way of putting it, but uh, relatable in certain aspects, like you know, going back to your childhood to help you in your adult life, which at times. We just gosh dang need. We we sometimes need the simpler times to remember, you know, how to, you know, go forth and all that. I, I, I truly believe that. So, you know, if this works out, props to Japan. And if not, at least you tried. <laughs> at least you tried throws cake into the to the trash can. Uh speaking of at least you tried, let's talk about Pokemon, our Pac Man ninety nine. <laughs> because uh that game is going away in like two days time. Yeah, I'm I'm looking kind of sad about this because Pac-Man I feel like it was definitely one of the more interesting uh, 99 battle royals for Nintendo and like yeah, it, like Pac-Man. Yeah, I remember playing it and I probably should play it for a few last matches. But yeah, just like 99 other people, but you competing with Pac-Man and like seeing like it, the, making the change and like have to be worried about the many ghosts that you have to be worried about that people send you away. It's like it's the more frantic. Uh, other game aside from Tetris 99 that was actually pretty good and I feel like and it's just yeah it's sad that this thing is gonna go now like and people kind of said this well it's like these 90 battle royale games like they're just basically taking time bombs until they're like they're taking off services so I can only imagine like yeah with uh, F099 when they're gonna shut that service down and of course with other that has passed before like with uh, Mario 35 and such yeah it's <laughs> The, the battle royale gets like if you gotta shut this thing down eventually, then uh, I don't know. It's it's kind of hard to be like stay, to stay that invested. Yeah, I don't know. And and then like the nine nine series is interesting because like Tetris nine nine was like so awesome, and I and I have a feeling yes. playing it again soon because I just have to, I have that itch. And then you know Pac Man ninety nine like uh, okay that was interesting. There was there was Super Mario thirty five that one time. Remember that for the thirty fifth anniversary. And now we have F zero ninety nine, and it's just like you can stop anytime now. <laughs> like just saying. You, just you, can't wait till we get Legend of Zelda ninety nine. There you go. There you go. I don't even know how that would work, but I'm sure life will find a way. So. Yeah, I don't, I don't know, but it, uh, it, now you can play offline mode, all right? If you've bought in certain things, you can't play offline mode, but you won't be able to do it online against the other 99 players, so sorry. What's the point? <laughs> yeah, uh, what's, what's the point? So just saying. And we okay, we've, we've waited for this long enough. Let's talk about Detective Pikachu Returns. Because <laughs> Faith's not here to stop us from bashing it. <laughs> so uh the review scores for this have dropped and apparently it's it's mid yeah it's pretty meh it's, apparently it's meh so i'm I'm looking it up right now just to get, make sure i get the proper score so ooh, it's actually dropped lower uh, oh dang no i know when i had it it was like at a 71 and now it's at wait for it 69 Nice. And, I mean, if we're being honest, if we're being honest, sixty-nine isn't bad. <laughs> but you know, and this is off of forty-five uh, uh, review score, so you know that's a, it's a good chunk. I think when I saw it, I think it was like less than twenty, so that it's gotten a lot of scores in like the last day or so. Um, but 
the biggest complaints of this game is honestly that it feels like it's for it's for kids. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep, yep. Like this isn't like a Phoenix Wright situation where you're having like these super complex and emotionally intricate uh, cases that you have to work on. It's it's like it's nothing like that. So if if, if they, it even said that if you're looking for kids to get into Pokemon, like this would be a great one. If you're not, then if you know if you're a diehard fan, like there's going to be like very little to keep you entertained. Which makes me wonder why Faith wants it so much. Because <laughs> it won't be as hard as Zelda for. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, uh, I, I don't know. I, don't I know. mean, you gotta have. It's a simple game, so not, it's not meant for like the hardcore Pokemaniacs out there. It's just like okay, a simple detective game. Like like it's a the kids game. So yeah, yeah. it is. It's a kids game, and, and the kids will probably like it, and that's totally fine. So. Moving on. All right. Oh, this is a smaller one to end things on. A Super Mario RPG. So mm, technically mm, already mm. confirmed before, but Nintendo released a small clip highlighting the classic music of the game mixed with the option to have a modern, like, symphony retelling of the music. And you can pick the track that you desire at will. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you can switch between Yoko Shimomura's a modern uh, rendition of the of the stage's themes, or just go back to the old fashioned NES uh, SNES uh, classics. Which I, I'm always, I love the, the the choice, the options for it, and like the modern rendition of like uh, the Forest Maze is like, yeah. If that's that's how how it would sound like in modern day, then by all means, yes, Yoko Shimomura, take my money. Yeah, take my money. <laughs> Um, you know, I like this option because there's there's gonna be a lot of people who want that nostalgia. You know, they want that. They want the classic. They want the classic, <laughs> and there's nothing wrong with that. And it's this is very smart of them to say, "Hey, we want you know to make sure you love the original. Your love for the original still carries over, while also saying like, hey, for the newer crowd who haven't been able to play this game, um." You know, here's the modern soundtrack. You know, the the style that you're probably looking looking for. So, you know, the, it's it's a good move, and I I appreciate that. So, thank you, Nintendo, and and I'm looking. I'm absolutely looking forward to this game, uh, especially with the modern graphics and music and everything. And uh, I, again, I I waited for so long to play that game, and then when I finally got it, I couldn't. I just didn't beat it because there was like a point where it's just like. I don't. I thought this was funner than this. <laughs> I don't know what it was. Maybe it was just like what it was at the time. I, I don't know. So, all right. And now we are going to head to our main event, and this main event, ladies and gentlemen, is because of our dear boss, Koopa Keith. He asked me. He asked me, the host. Because I am the host. Uh, to help him with something because he saw a article on another website. I won't say who. That said that the Nintendo Switch successor, whatever it is, should not have backward capability or compatibility with the Switch. And Keith was not happy about that. <laughs> well, he wasn't happy about it at all. So he asked me to write a feature about it, which I am currently doing at the time of this recording, and to talk about it on the podcast. So guess what, ladies and gentlemen? That's exactly what we're going to do. <laughs> In a Nintendo discussion. 
All right, so here's how I'm seeing this. For the longest time, I honestly felt, and this is just because of how I was, where I was in the gaming community at the time, I thought that backward compatibility was almost natural when applicable. Okay? Now, like for example, going from the uh, SNES to the N64, like that wasn't compatible because it was two different types of cartridges. Okay? Yep. Going from the N64 to the GameCube, that wasn't compatible because that was a cartridge to a disc. Okay? But even at that period of time, you could play GameCube, sorry, Game Boy games on the Game Boy Color. You could play Game Boy Color games on the Game Boy Advance, Advance games on the DS, and so on and so forth. And then once we got into the discs, you could play GameCube games on the Wii and Wii games on the Wii U. And then we all expected the Wii U to transition into the Switch, but it didn't because they went back to cartridges versus discs, which is fine. That's a technological choice. Based on what Nintendo is doing now with the Switch and the success they've had, it's logical logical to expect there to be cartridges once again. So as long as it's not like this super advanced kind of cartridge system that they're going to try and do with the <laughs> successor, which is a possibility, I'll grant you, but as long as it's not something along those lines, there's no reason that there shouldn't be a feasible way that, that they can have reverse ca compatibility with the Switch. I mean, just on a just on a technology level, not not talking about like business sense or anything else. There's no real reason that they shouldn't, unless they absolutely go to a different format once again that makes it incompatible. Uh, <laughs> like, oh, fun! <laughs> I don't know why Scott's laughing. This I'm just trying to be real here, and he's like, "Oh yeah." I'm just thinking of what they would go from cartridges. Like, I don't think they'd do discs unless they did UMDs. But we're not using. We're not bringing that back. <laughs> yeah, let's let's not let's not do that. So. Plus, the Switch cartridges work really well. It, again, like what it's a small, compact is is just well worth it. And to make the fact that it makes some great games on that small things, aside from like full-on Blu-ray, this is just like again nothing but magic. So if they want to go like up up from that, then yeah, by all means. But going back on topic, we're going to for their decision to continue on if they want to make um backwards compatibility continue. It, it's been working well with him for the, so long, and the fact that like, now with um with Nintendo, Microsoft, and Sony, like kind of like unfortunately now they're charging for like any modern system to like pay for backwards compatibility, like with PlayStation Plus, Nintendo Switch Online Service Expansion Pack, and like uh, Game Pass and so forth, is like. I don't know if it is is the point of like they want money because they want to like charge to go back into their back old old libraries, or but but of course naturally for if you if they want to take in the 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 consumer friendly approach is yes you want to put it continue on with backwards compatibility because like if you bought all these like old games from NNES to sixty four to like Wii U Wii Wii U uh, like that but again the Wii the Wii U doesn't work on the Switch so that wouldn't matter but if you just if you can't play Switch games on the Switch successor then what like sure it's just one generation behind but at the same time like in case I don't know something happens to your Switch at least you have to, to switch to to help you play those games as a backup so like consumer friendly you want to do back with party but 
with the industry how it is now is like do they want to go full greed and like yeah charge for it or do they want to con- help with the consumer it's like I-, I personally hopefully they they continue with backwards compatibility with the switch too and allow switch switch backwards yeah yeah i th- i would say too um it also brings to me um one of the things that phil spencer brought up about why he believes that the xbox series consoles are not going to do nearly as well as the ps5 is because they both are backwards compatible and the ps4 has such a much larger install base and so having the switch install base basically be able to update at whenever they want will almost guarantee the switch to to be a better like system seller because they won't have to fear about losing the games that they have if they can just bring it with them to the next console. There's, I know there's a lot of ways you can look at this. This is why I wanted this to be the main event topic. But, and, and I gotta save some of this for my future, but there are numerous reasons, both logical and business, for Nintendo to uh, allow backwards compatibility, not just to, you know, ingratiate themselves to the fan base that has, or, has brought them back to life. Like, <laughs> let's be honest here. After yes. what happened with the Wii U, we all wondered if they would make it another console generation. Now we know they're going to make it at least two. I so, mean, yeah, I mean, when you look at the Activision Blizzard stuff, where they're basically discounting Nintendo after the Wii U, like, permanently. Yeah. And then realize that they regretted that a lot after the Switch was starting to be successful. <laughs> Don't count on Nintendo, ladies and gentlemen. That's your lesson. But you can't give them too much leeway because we all know what happens there. So they need to find the middle ground. And the middle ground, <laughs> honestly, is backward compatibility. Because as yes. Will said, there's there is a greed issue. If you take the route of we don't need backwards compatibility, they could just buy the games again on the system, people are going to get ticked. All right, especially nowadays with inflation, which we know Japan has dealt with themselves. Nintendo even increased their own uh, pay scale to help with inflation in Japan. Um, if you're saying like, "Hey, all these games you bought, yeah, you got to buy them again if you want to play them on our new system," that's just bull, and that's bad. But also talking about what we discussed earlier with the uh, software uh, situation of going into 2025. There's not going to be enough Switch successors to go around in the first couple of years. Again, you're trying to translate 130 plus million, just going off today's numbers, to the next console. You're not going to do that in a year. You're not going to do that in three years. I mean, unless you no. really <laughs> crank them out. I mean, <laughs> I mean, if you get, if you give, you know, enough, if uh, what's what's that phrase? If you have enough, a uh, big enough lever, you can move the world or something like that. <laughs> um, and I know Nintendo would love to make a lever, especially if it's made out of cardboard. Oh, jeez. I know. I'm sorry. I was like, I know Labo reference. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Not my best, but they did it. <laughs> they did I, it. I haven't heard about those things in forever, it feels like. Back <laughs> in my day, we used to make things out of cardboard. Yeah, Grandpa, that was like two years ago. I know. Great. <laughs> but, uh, you know, like, I know Nintendo would love to make, you know, tens of millions of them a year just to ensure that they sell, but they can't do that for just logical reasons including you know making stuff that no one will buy potentially potentially (laughs) (laughs) um so just on that front they need to make it backwards compatible because as i'll outline in my article right now what is one of the biggest problems with the current switch power uh be more specific uh processing power graphics wise no i mean well yeah i guess but different kind of power Power! 
This is not your question. <laughs> Here's a hint. Handheld mode. <laughs> Seriously, guys? You can't? What kind of power affects the, the battery? The battery! <laughs> if, you, if you are lucky, you can get about three hours of play on a Nintendo Switch before you have to charge it back up. Is that a good gaming session? Yes. Could it be longer? Yes. And if the Switch 2 has a better battery, which most people are begging Nintendo for, um, would you rather play on the newer system that has, like, let's just be generous, a five-hour battery life versus a older console that you've used for a long time that has maybe three hours of battery life? Exactly. You want to be on the one that lasts longer. And gonna make a dirty joke there but i won't um so you know you want to be on the one that has the better battery power so why not make it backward compatible so that they're playing your system they're just playing the older games while they're waiting for the next one as i was talking with scott about when the switch 2 comes out or whatever it's called we're not going to be playing you know switch 2 game after switch 2 game after switch 2 game after switch 2 game more than likely you're going to play like one or two switch 2 games and you're going to wait until the next one comes out and what are you going to do? You're going to go back to the Switch tiles because that's what you have the library of. You didn't have to worry about that with the Wii U because you probably didn't have that much of a Wii U library. <laughs> I not. did because I was loyal. <laughs> and I got most of them for free. Um, perks, baby. But uh, you're not you're not going to have that problem with the Switch too because they have they're going to have the Switch library and they'll be like, oh, I haven't played you know Super Mario Odyssey in a long time. If if we come out if we have a Switch launch title that's a Mario game, they might beat that one. They go, you know, what? I want to play Odyssey again. I haven't played that again in years. And then they'll spend you know a couple weeks playing Odyssey. And then they might go and play Rabbids or they might go do Mario Maker again or. Or, uh, or uh, Mario Brothers Wonder. You never know. They might go on a, on a Mario binge, but they'll be able to do that on your new console because it's backward compatible. So why alienate 130... Okay, right, let's be generous. Probably not 130 million people have the Switch. <laughs> Multiple people probably have more. So let's say 100 million. Fair? Yeah, probably. Fair. Okay, so why alienate 100 million people by saying, hey, you have to rebuy all these games or you can't. You just have to play them on the Switch. Versus, hey, here's a new console. It plays the older games. It plays the newer games ha for a longer period of time with better graphics on the handheld. Have fun. What sounds better? Mm -mm -mm. <laughs> right, right, right. Exactly. And here's another one. This is this is one of the key points of my article. One of the reasons that it was actually fine on a. I don't want to say greed level for this one. Let's call it logistics. A logistics level. For the Wii U games to not be playable on the Switch. And then porting just about every major <laughs> Wii U game onto the Switch is because you knew guaranteed that a whole bunch of people did not play those games on the Switch, on the Wii U. Mario Kart, yeah. Mario Kart 8 Deluxe that is the best <laughs> example, obviously. But uh, Bayonetta and uh, Donkey Kong Country Tropical Freeze uh, Splatoon is the one example that, you know, we can say, oh, a lot of people play that on Wii U. But even then, the two and three numbers dwarf what the original did because it had a better install base, the Switch did. And, and Japan just, oof, they love that game for whatever reason. <laughs> they do. So, you know, like, they got bigger numbers because of the Switch. And then every port on the Switch just about um, what had a meaningful experience 
because not as many people got to play it before. You can't pull that again with the Switch 2. You can't say, oh, here's Mario Odyssey Deluxe. We already played that. Or you can't do like Mario Kart 8 Deluxe 2. <laughs> Here's, oh well, like, no! <laughs> all the booster course passes are just in there originally. Oh. You can't do that. They would want to. I know they would want to. But I mean, part of me would almost like having that in one cartridge, but I would not want to have it as just like a Switch Two exclusive thing. Exactly. Mm, and yep, so yep. That, that's my point here. When you eliminate the need for ports, you can focus on actually making original games. And we know how much you love to innovate, Nintendo. Yeah. <laughs> Like, and I know we've talked about this to death on the podcast, but it it seriously boggles my mind that with how successful the Switch was, and especially after the first year or two, where Nintendo knew this is the console that just saved us. All right, I, didn't they say like a twenty million in like one year? You know, it was a lot. It was a lot. <laughs> they outsold the Wii U in one year. Period. All yeah. right. And once they knew it was saved, they should have said they should have really pulled down a chart and said, "Here's all our franchises." How can we put them all on the Switch? And for a while, it seemed like they were doing that. Mario, Zelda, Splatoon, they made arms, rabbits, uh, Fire Emblem multiple times over, and so on and so forth. But as time went on, it was clear that they, they stopped. We got a Donkey Kong game in a port of Tropical Freeze, and it sold like 5 million or something, and we never got a sequel. We didn't get Star Fox. We didn't get... You know, a return of gold in some. We didn't get F-Zero. You know, all these games that could have benefited from the wider audience of the Nintendo Switch. And they didn't do it. Instead, they just kept making port after port after port after port. And even here, in our twilight year of the Switch, we're going to get a remaster of Paper Mario Thousand Year Door. Yes, I'm happy about that. But I'd rather have Thousand Year Door 2. <laughs> and, hey, we're getting... Uh, Luigi, they're, they're, just, they're literally just calling it Luigi's Mansion 2 Remastered. They're not even calling it Dark Moon anymore. They're just calling it Luigi's Mansion 2. Just so people realize, oh yeah, this is the second game that got remastered. Why do we need this on the Switch? Yes, Luigi's Mansion 3 was awesome. It really was. I love that game. But we don't need to go back to the second one. Why don't you just make Luigi's Mansion 4 and have it in the launch year for the Switch 2? Without, without, without the need for porting, without the what's called the easy money of porting, <laughs> you know, like oh, this will sell more here than did we, and we can make up some more money. That's exactly what they did with so many of these titles. Oh <laughs> my gosh, maybe that's why they didn't port Xenoblade Chronicles X because they didn't think they'd make their money back. <laughs> no, I know it's hard to hear, Scott, but like, let's be honest. I know that one did not sell over a million units. I don't mm. care. I know it's on the Wii U. It's a need. It's a, it's a good need. The fact we can fly, we'll fly robots. Yeah, it was good. Give me my Xenoblade with mechs. Yeah. He's <laughs> like, I I need that soundtrack that only has six songs on it. <laughs> it did. It had like six songs. One by one. One by one. Um, so like, yeah, I I understand. I was. I mean, I still not fully fine with it, but I understood why they did so many ports of Wii U games onto the Switch because it was a need to grow uh, what those games could do while also, you know, making something that would be wanted to to be have on the Switch. You don't need that with the Switch too, especially if you have reverse uh, compatibility. And then without that need, you could just say, okay, we don't need to port this Mario Kart game. Where where are we on the next Mario Kart title? Where are we on the next Donkey Kong title 
or Mario or Zelda or where's where's Star Fox? Where's F Zero? Where's Golden Sun? Where's the Ice Climbers? Where's Kadakuris? Gosh, thank you. It's like we there, there's a remaster we actually want a Kadakuris Uprising or Kadakuris Uprising sequel. Sakurai is right there. <laughs> I mean, look at this man. He's doing. He is. YouTube he would videos. be begging you, but he's too busy making videos. Folks. Exactly. Like that's his life right now. He's only making YouTube videos as far as we know. Save him, Nintendo. <laughs> save him save him from the process of making of talking into a camera he's he's by himself can't you tell in the room <laughs> so, i am my own company <laughs> I, exactly. I am sora dang it <laughs> and i don't need no dang keyblade um <laughs> but like again without the i don't know what to call it now the crutch without the crutch of ports Think of what you could do with the next console. With you saying, "Okay, we can't port all these games again. What's the next step? Where's the next entry?" And that's what we want, and that's what you can do. And, and there's so many that, and there are so many remasters or remakes you could still do that are meaningful that don't that weren't on the Switch. Like, mm -hmm. oh, I don't know, Kid Icarus Uprising, <laughs> or Genealogy of the Holy War, or and I know this is going to feel like a reach, ladies and gentlemen, but where in the gosh dang heck is my Skies of Arcadia remake? <laughs> we deserve it, dang it! Uh, the fact that, yeah, that is, it's, at the moment we're recording, it is indeed the 23rd, 23rd year anniversary of the game's release in Japan is like, yeah, can you bring that title since GameCube? That's the only time I got it, please. I knew, I knew that would make people happy, so that's why I mentioned it. See, I am a benevolent host most of the time. And so Nintendo, what this really boils down to isn't why you should make it backward compatible. It's really the question of why wouldn't you? Like, seriously. And again, the only, you're only out, if you will, is if it's a hardware issue. And that can happen. As we already explained, if you yep. change the cartridge in a way that you physically cannot have a Switch game function on a new system, that's your out. But that was that would be a weird thing. You think that you would actually try and work around that, or when you did it with like the DS, you have one slot for the DS cartridge and you have the other slot for the GBA cartridge. You mm -hmm, mm -hmm, the Switch. Mm -hmm. One slot for the Switch one is one slot for the Switch two or whatever you call it. You know, simple. It works. Hire me. <laughs> There's still time. So, like, I, that other article that Keith referenced, like, I was going over it, and they were giving some really unique reasons <laughs> why it should be back And one of them was like, oh, you can just port all the stuff again. But I don't want to port it all again. I already that have That would be game. so time-consuming, too. Ex exactly. Exactly. It's like, why the heck would you want to spend all that time porting over when, oh, make some new games yeah. that have new ideas that actually innovate that actually that people want to be dream of again like you sure you want to make the money go games? the route of sony of trying to remake every new every old game you'd already have like you could go for the money route just for the cheap cheap short-term profits or you can make something that the developers want to believe maybe not do well but at least is fulfill the dreams of a developer's dream for so long yeah. and like I, I like go for the dreams think big yeah and that's something i said i think years ago with the switch is that with, your, with where they were in the install base, I really felt that they could go to every single third-party publisher, every major one, and go, what's the project you want to make but you don't have a console for? Like with Platinum Games and Bayonetta. Like they didn't have a console after Bayonetta 1. And Nintendo's like, we'll do that. 
or, or and then they made wonderful one of wonderful 101 that wasn't the biggest hit but it was out there you know and I, I happen to know over at Capcom that there's a guy who wants to make Darkstalkers again. Let him! <laughs> Live the dream! <laughs> or Square Enix. They went back to their old-school pixel route with so many titles. And where were they at first? On the Switch. Octopath Traveler. Uh, Triangle Strategy. I Am Setsuna. Uh, Bravely Default. Live Alive. They live Alive. Yeah, bring that. that was, yeah, that, I, I had fun with that one. I really did. Ending aside. But, uh... You know, like these were the games. So like, you know, where else are you gonna put them? You put them on the Switch. And now you can. And now you can say, hey, we could be that for you with the Switch too. And regardless of where they are graphically, whether it's Xbox One, PS4 level, or somehow PS5, Xbox Series X level, you know that they're gonna they could be able to make great titles there, great looking titles there. All right, but well, they've already proven it. The graphics aren't gonna get much better. I really believe that, unless like something truly groundbreaking has like, oh, I know, oh, Unreal Engine Five. Good for you. Don't care. Uh, it, it's gonna it's gonna affect things only slightly. But if you can say like, hey, you gonna you're gonna make even more beautiful games here, but it's gonna be handheld again. It's gonna be in so many people's hands because of just what it improves upon the Switch. And we're not gonna call it the Switch Two or Switch Successor or Switch It Up or Switch With Me or whatever <laughs> they different title. Switch You. Uh, <laughs> Switch You. Oh God, they would do that, wouldn't they? Um, Let's hope not. <laughs> Let's hope not. But you know they they've learned their lesson. I hope. But with if, with them going backwards compatibility and catering to both the new players of the generation along with the old players of the Switch generation, they can ensure that the transition will be smooth. It'll 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 help both sides. And just to be honest here, it might help with Switch sales all the way up until you have a, a nice big lineup for the Switch too. Because they're like, oh yeah, this Switch 2 game isn't coming out for a while. You know, I never did get that one Switch title. Let's get that now. The Switch can still be a moneymaker while you're building up the Switch 2. So why not have both and just keep building up the new one while saying, oh yeah, this one's got better battery life. Oh, this game, this will play the games better on handheld mode. This one's got better internet connection. They'll still buy the new console while playing the old games. I do that. I've done that. Yes. I... <laughs> Like, that used to be my life. Like, okay, I'm playing the new game. Now let's go play the old game because I want to do that again. <laughs> so why not, Nintendo? Why not? Now, and, and I, again, look out for my future. Where I'll be writing us out some of these ideas even more. But I hopefully I'll have that up by the weekend. If not, just Friday. I don't know. Just depends on how much time I have. Time, huh? <laughs> Thanks for the tip. <laughs> so with that, we are ending this episode of the Entertainment Podcast. Do you agree? The Nintendo Switch 2 or successor, whatever you want to call it, should have backward compatibility with Switch titles. And why do you think it is a important feature for it to have? Let us know in the comments below. As well as, are you going to get both Sonic Superstars and Super Mario Bros. Wonder, even though they come out three days apart? You know, that Tuesday before that Friday, not that next Friday after that one Tuesday. Completely different. <laughs> That's right, I'm glaring at you, Faith. How dare you mock me. Um, are you excited about the LEGO Animal Crossing uh, crossover? Crossing crossover? Yeah, that works. Um, are you sad that Pac-Man 99 is going away? Are you excited for Detective Pikachu? And, are, and if you are, is your name Faith? <laughs> Sorry, couldn't resist. And do you agree that it's kind of wrong that Rosalina was left out just because she's a tall woman? I'm just saying. <laughs> what do we have with <laughs> tall women? <laughs> 
I would love to date a super tall woman. I'm 6'2", 6'3", with a fro. I've I met a 6'6", six, six woman. Oh, people will do Again, point Lady D. <laughs> what? Lady Resident D of Resident <laughs> Evil. I thought you said Lady D D. I'm like, like King D D D. Like, like a lady version of that. No, King uh, Lady Demetrescu. Yeah, I know. You want to go Bowful Bowsette this time around with King D D D now? Uh, <laughs> Let's not do that. Uh, it's the internet. Anything is possible. But yes, I know Lady Dem Demetrescu, but uh, let's let's be honest, she was more of a monster than a woman, so... <laughs> People don't care! <laughs> That's true, it is the internet, so... Regardless, let us know in the comments below. So, for Skull Kid Scott, Warrior Will, I am Triforce Todd, ladies and gentlemen, we are out of time, we are not out of lives, we made it to the end of the level, so... Raise the flag! <laughs>